there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, we've got a horrible parting gift that is on the way. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You know, good morning, fellas. We'll get to uh, Daniel Snyder and his terrible parting gift of $60 million as far as the fine goes. But that's small potatoes compared to a tweet I saw this morning. One jackpot. The dog of Jared Smith has gone crazy, just tearing up the couch. Cushions (laughs) are a mess. What what is going on over there with the pooch? Um, Jackpot had an incident last night. He was very upset. We lost another nerfie on a home run with two outs in the first inning. Oh. And as I so I, I actually went out with a friend of mine to go watch the Team USA soccer match. Um, and, you know, I had the dog camera and, you know, it was about halfway through the match. I was like, oh, I'll check on jackpot. And it was like it, it was like zooming into like the scene of a crime. <laughs> the the cushions were everywhere. I'll, I'll send you guys the screenshot of the the dog camera uh, discovery when I found out what a bad boy he was. But you know, everyone goes through this. Um, this is still the puppy stage for him, and unfortunately, he has been sentenced. It was a very quick trial. <laughs> the wheels of justice were swift, and two weeks of crate training is the answer. Oh, well, okay. there you have it. There, there. I mean, it, it was it was an open and shut case, guys. The evidence was very overwhelming. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, like there was no chance that another dog may have. No. Okay. No. Okay. No, it was, uh, it was, we, we almost, I almost got a confession out of him. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't quite work out that By way. By the way, and this is, I, please believe me, I'm not trying to twist the knife over here. This is an honest question. Would it be worse Seeing like the no runs first inning bet where you see the crack of the bat and you initially that horrible sinking in your chest feeling where you're like, that's got a chance to be a home run. Is that feeling worse than if you are on camera remotely 
and seeing Jackpot Ooh. begin the process of ripping up the couch. Like, and which feeling is worse? Stop it. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, I didn't. Luckily, I didn't have that feeling because it was by the time I had discovered it, it was already the crime had already been committed. I think I so. Done. Let's just leave it at this. I've done the first one of the first months of doing this show, and I think Iowa can probably attest to this because he probably remembers this. He during the last segment, during our pick segment, he dropped uh, just a, a hellacious. Hellacious, uh, you, you know what, right in the middle of the floor wow. in plain view of me. So I'm sitting here giving my picks. I'm on camera because we're doing the Zoom. And in the corner of my eye, I just see. And what can you do at that time? Yeah. We're in the middle of the show. <laughs> like, that, one was, that one was worse. The couch cushion, dogs do that all the time. I'm just giving them a little too much free reign while I am out of the apartment. That can be easily corrected. Going, going potty in the house, that's far worse. So yeah. it wasn't as bad. I, let's just leave it at this. Losing Nerfies feels worse because I have okay. money. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. Um, yeah, that's, it's not a good omen for the picks either. No, I forget how they did time. that day. But yeah, and, and, you know, I thought you meant Iowa Sam was doing that initially, <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, no, I, I had it right. <laughs> treating the He's studio also a like terrible house personal. Uh... <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. Okay, so Dan Snyder. It's official. The sale has gone through. Dan Snyder has sold the Washington Commanders. Josh Harris, he is the new guy, one of uh, many people that are, you know, partial owners of the Washington Commanders franchise, Magic Johnson being one of them. But Dan Snyder, the sale goes through just a little north of $6 billion. And Dan Snyder bought them for what? Eight hundred million, so it's a little bit like Michael Jordan in a way. Huge financial gain, not a whole lot of team success along the way. Uh, of course, it's far worse with Dan Snyder because not only on top of losing, uh, he was a disaster. Where there was another investigation that unveiled that he was sexually harassing one of the employees, and also they were withholding money from the NFL, which would have been shared throughout the NFL with all the other teams. And so he gets dinged for $60 million. This is the craziest thing. So the $60 million fines, fine, that represents 1% of the sale price. (laughs) That, like $60 million, that is 1% of the $6 billion that Dan Snyder just sold that franchise for. Yeah. Yeah, this wasn't punitive. This was so that the NFL could tag something on the way out to say, see, we do our due diligence, even when it's against the owners. Well, that's not the case. We've known that forever. Um, But this is the way it goes. I mean, it's good to be the king. And Dan Snyder was one of 32 kings in this country. It is truly royalty when you get welcomed into this club. Uh, that's what it is. And kings usually don't spend a lot of time in prison. They're usually, I mean, back in the day, in the medieval court days, you were either slain or you you carried your crown. Well, we, we just saw what happens when you screw up or when you screw over enough of these owners. And whether that means Dan Snyder personally screwed over these guys or just the bad public relations that – his name and what he had done culture-wise with the Washington Commanders had done to the reputation of the league. 
Um, either way, it was egregious enough to, for him to be forced out. And he went down kicking and screaming. You know, he was threatening people and trying to blackmail people, you know, per sources on the way out. And none of it worked because the, this machine is too powerful for one person to try to take it down. And so I think he finally relented. I bet you when the valuations came in and he saw how much money he was going to make, I, I bet that made him feel better about all of it. Um, but, yeah, this is, uh, this is an interesting thing that we're dealing with in this country because it sort of feels like all of these people who are running the NFL – are above the law. They make the rules for each other. Yeah, I I was almost like flabbergasted when I saw some of the allegations from Jason Friedman's findings. And that's, you know, came out with this revenue sharing allegation, this 23 page report at the end of the at the end of the rainbow here to kind of give give Mr. Snyder one swift kick in the in, in the took us on his way out. This is bad. Like this is the sexual harassment allegations are terrible and they're awful and they speak for themselves. This is a whole nother th- part of fraud that 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 he's being accused of here that I didn't even know of. I, I and maybe there there was some rumors or rumblings of this underneath the surface, but this alone, forget about all the other stuff. And the other stuff is bad too. This alone is enough reason to maybe not lose the club, but definitely be put in a really difficult spot, maybe sell a majority share or something. I mean, it, the investigation, and I'm reading this directly from, from you know, the report, identified ticket, parking license, other revenues that were transferred from an account, which was a, a shared revenue account, into a non-shared revenue account. On the evidence available, found that, did not rule out that Mr. Snyder directed or personally participated in the shielding of revenues. <laughs> like, you're a rich man already, Dan. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, this is over-the-top greed. Like, you see that show on, I forget which network it's on. I think it's on CNBC. American Greed. <laughs> this story belongs on that show. You are the owner, and Rich just said it, a king, a royalty among men. Why do you need to share, withhold revenue sharing of parking and licensing fees? Like, come on. Like, that is petty theft when you are already one of the richest men and most powerful men in America. That is awful. It just shows the complete lack of awareness that this man had running one of the most important entities in our country, a professional football team it's it's remarkable the lack of awareness and accountability that he had either allowing it to go on or personally as the investigation said personally participating yikes really bad guys awful right and that's the thing too is i mean you go back to well what did they actually gain you know, it's a drop in the bucket. pennies for them. <laughs> like, like what? it doesn't like, make any sense. It's it makes stupid. no sense at all. I think uh, I think there are a few things. I think once you get to a place where no does not exist. Right. You know what I mean? When you have that much wealth, like for a lot of people, the the word no just does not exist. And so it's I can do what I want. Like, yeah, uh, the NFL and whatever. There was some axe to grind and he thought he was done dirty at some turn along the way. And. 
oh, this is going to get even or whatever. This is going to help me <laughs> like later. At night. It's, it's horrible reasoning no matter what. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like you didn't even make out like a bandit. It's, it was just so incredibly stupid. And then also when you look at on the field lack of success, this stat blows my mind. The last time the Commanders won at least 11 games, you got to go back to their last Super Bowl season in 1991. Every other NFL team has had at least one 11-win campaign since 2007. You got to go all the way back to 91 wow. for Washington. That is that blows my mind. Think how many bad teams there are in the NFL have been bad for a while where you would think man when's the last time I don't know the uh the the Bears or the Lions or the Texans when's the last time the Texans won 11 games right it feels like forever it's been a lot more recent than Washington and uh buckle up because maybe another name change mate we're keeping it on the table Stop, Maybe really? another name change is uh, they're not going the to not change the future. name again. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's no. been, thro- that's been on, tossed out people. there. What are yeah. we doing here? In fact, let's just I, change it every year. Every I, year, we'll let the fans or someone pick the new name, and until they make the playoffs, the name has to change every year. I, I'm I'm going to start my campaign for the Washington Magic because Magic Johnson <laughs> is a part of this uh, this ownership group. Just call. Just name the team after him. Everything he touches is gold. Anyways, we'll it's see what true. happens. It's a good point. There, there you go. All right, we got a lot to do. We are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive dot com. All right, we have got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All American. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. Dog Jackpot has been very naughty. Naughty boy. Naughty, naughty. naughty. Bad dog. Bad dog. I'm Brian No, Coming up next, is this really a kinder, gentler, more patient version of a star player? That's on the way. It is Fox Sports Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences, low it with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is Fox Sports Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the TireRack.com studios. And Fox Sports Radio has teamed up with TireRack.com. They're giving away a set of four brand new tires. It's valued at up to $1,500. So every two weeks this summer, three lucky listeners, they'll receive a set of four tires, plus installation, plus taxes, plus fees. That's valued at up to $1,500. It's the summer of Tire Rack sweepstakes. So to enter... You can do this daily at foxsportsradio.com to increase your chances to win. Register to win every single day to improve your chances, and a winner will be selected every two weeks between now and August 27th for a set of four brand-new tires. To enter and get the rules, visit foxsportsradio.com. It's sponsored by TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And I just had a flashback where I need tires. <laughs> I don't know if we can rig this where I win. I'm <laughs> guessing no. <laughs> but, Definitely not now after you just said it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the, the, yeah. You, you got to give this old now. Dan Snyder treatment. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Shave a couple of those tires off the top. Don't tell I don't know how many times in my life, you know, you go to, there's a, a nail in the tire. This recently happened. So you go to the tire place, they fix it. And then inevitably they're like, well, you know, your front tires, they're down to like a level three. They're supposed to be at a level 20, you know. know." And I'm always like, yeah, you know, I'm not sliding all over the road just yet. I think there's a little bit of uh, there's more mileage left on these things. But uh, it's always in the back of my head. Like, I need to replace these bad boys, you know. That's how yeah. it goes sometimes. Yeah, you got to trust experts every once in a while. Every now and then you do. I just I, I trust until I'm hydroplaning. I'm, right. Yeah, right. That's, that's, that's what right. I go by. We're all car experts until we're until we're not. Yeah, that's yeah. usually how I view it. Uh, uh, I've got stories for days as far as that goes. But let's, let's turn our attention to Aaron Rodgers. Is this the kinder, gentler Rodgers now that he's the quarterback of your Jets, Jared? So there was mm. an interesting quote: Wide receiver Alan Lazard. So he's Alan is with the Jets now. He used to be with the Packers. So it's interesting to get his point of view in terms of how Rodgers is dealing with the new team. What are the differences? And Lazard said he was hard to play with at first. He was a little more, you guys got to pick it up. And he's snapping his fingers. He's talking about Rodgers with Green Bay. Now he says he's a little slower with the Jets, realizing that there's a lot of new players, the cadence he has, the way he calls plays, the timing of routes, his anticipation. He's taking his time. So, uh, okay, take that for what it's worth. It's a brand new team. I think there's this is legitimate. 
I'm just wondering how long this lasts because there's a difference between July installation and, bro, it's go time. It's week five, and this offense isn't clicking here. So, And he would say the same thing. This is for right now, subject to change, but he's sensing a little bit of a different Rodgers. I buy it for the time being. Yeah, I buy too. And and I'll I'll be honest with you, like a lot of the reporting out of Green Bay last year felt like it was being led or at very least sourced by the Green Bay side of this conversation, which uh, understandably, like some of the reporting is going to come from players. Some of the reporting is going to come from Green Bay. Um, and and what I'm specifically talking about is when we heard reports that, like, Aaron Rodgers, very frustrated with young receivers, Aaron Rodgers, bad. Like, it, it was very transparent what was happening. It felt like he had made some enemies in the front office, and obviously, who's going to be left, right? Is it going to be Aaron Rodgers? No. The people in the front office are going to be there. Um the article writers, the, the the news that covers the Packers, they're going to be there. And it just started, it felt like the, 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 the slings were being thrown as he was walking out the door, you know? And maybe some of, maybe there was some modicum of truth there that he was getting frustrated with the receivers. Um, but but the, the reality is you have to. It's football. There's critical moments. Like, not everybody is going to slow down and wait for everybody to catch up. Guess what? Sometimes people never catch up. And maybe they have an axe to grind with you forever. But so what? So sad. Who cares? Bye. If you can't play with a Hall of Fame-level quarterback, you can't play on the New York Jets right now. I'm sorry. Same thing when Tom went to Tampa Bay. I'm sure there were a couple of receivers, tight ends, running backs who thought that they were going to play a lot of football with Tom Brady, and they couldn't hack it. They couldn't figure it out. And so you started to see Tom bringing in guys he wanted to play with, campaigning to get Antonio Brown in Tampa, uh, getting uh, Rob Gronkowski signed. Because if you're not quick enough, if you're not fast enough, if you're not getting in soon enough, well, then he's going to move on to somebody he trusts. So... Yeah, some of this is obviously aging and understanding, you know, that you do have to slow down to keep up with people. Some of it is understanding that maybe this new generation of player, you know, it takes them a little bit longer to understand things or it's a different approach maybe to having a a receiver or a tight end or a running back understand the messaging. But, you know, I I think a a lot of this – this negative press around Aaron Rodgers in the first place started because he'd made some enemies in Green Bay. Yeah, the, so the first part of this story kind of reminds me of when I moved out to Vegas. And I know you're like, well, how does this compare? Well, let me just let me let me get through this. Um, a lot of the little things that would annoy me about living in New York City traffic and prices and things like that. Some of those things exist here in Vegas. For example, the traffic here in Vegas now, because of the F1 race, they're building this new thing and there's all this construction on on Road 15. I won't get into the details, but traffic in Vegas right now is actually the worst it's ever been. But comparatively speaking to what I was dealing with in New York, traffic is is a breeze here. So my point is when you change venues and you put yourself in a new environment, you deal with some little 
things that might be annoying, but it's new. So you're going to give it the benefit of the doubt the first time through, and you're not going to let it get under your skin because you're trying to adapt to a new surrounding. And I think that's what Aaron's going to, right? It's, it's the honeymoon phase. It, it, that's, the, that's the short way of putting it. And, and the, the honeymoon phase always ends at some point, and it's usually when the team faces real adversity. They haven't faced any real adversity yet. They will. Week one against the Bills on Monday night. There's going to be some adversity in that game, and we'll see how they respond to it. And then the following week, and then they play the Chiefs and the Cowboys. I mean, it, it, the, the schedule of the first six weeks is daunting. They will face plenty of adversity, and we will see with our own eyes just how Aaron Rodgers is able to overcome a little bit of that negative vibe. Right now, everything's positive. It's new. It's fun. It's happy. Eventually, the grind, you would think, will take its toll. And then when they face that first piece of adversity, they're going to lose one of those games in the first few weeks. How bad do they lose? Is it embarrassing? Is it ugly? What are the questions that Aaron has to face after the game? How does he respond? Does he throw his receivers under the bus like Zach Wilson did last year? Or does he take the responsibility and say, we got to be better? Like that's those are the moments like right now we can't grade that or judge that because right now they're only playing against each other and they're playing against us, the media. Like there's a you know, the constant cat and mouse game between a veteran quarterback and, and, and the media trying to get an answer out of them and not and so it's very hard. It's it's basically the pre preseason right now. There is nothing substantial that we can glean from what we're hearing, with the exception of what we perceive already. Right. Wait till week one yeah. and let's see when Josh Allen sure. runs all over the field. Then we'll be able to grade a little bit more about what's going on. Well, that's on the thing to guys. me too is if you look at the story from a Packers point of view, it's a little weird or sometimes very weird when your ex leaves and then makes a major improvement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let, let's say that uh, your ex had a problem drinking. It's a total hypothetical. And then you bump into them and they're like, yeah, I don't drink anymore. Like, half of you is like, well, good. And <laughs> half of you is like, well, why now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, So if you look at Rodgers and if I'm Christian Watson, who was a rookie receiver last season, and I'm hearing about the patient Aaron Rodgers and how he said earlier in my career I was a little more easily angered and I feel like I'm a little less triggered as I've gotten older. If I'm the Packers' young receiving core, part of me is feeling like, wow, where was this change last year? You know, what about us? We're brand new rookies and it wasn't exactly like <laughs> arm around the shoulder. Now here's what you got to look for, guys, and it is with the Jets. I would feel like, wow, man, where was this last year? Yeah. If the, the Packers might be feeling exactly like that right now. Yeah. Well, here here's the thing, though. I, and I think Jared got it right, and I think both of you alluded to it. This is the offseason. This is day one stuff. Like, Aaron Rodgers is still trying to figure out where the bathrooms are at the Jets facility. Like, like he's only been boots on the ground in New York in that facility for – what, maybe a total of 25, 30 days, a total? I mean, when he starts to feel more comfortable with this coaching staff, with all of these players, starts to understand how they tick and how they're encouraged and and what he can um, get away with personality-wise in terms of his, uh, his ability to motivate, I mean, 
you're going to start to see, or at very least, the people who are reporting on the Jets are going to start to see, or Alan Lazard himself are going to start to see some of the things that Aaron has always done with with players who are, you know, stemming the wrong or uh, coming out of their breaks the wrong way at the top of the stem on their routes, or you know, making mental errors. I mean, Aaron actually already had you know said himself. Like there, there are mental mistakes out there. He goes, but a lot of it's new and he goes, and, uh, you know, obviously you don't want to repeat mistakes. Like you already start to hear him talking about how there are certain things that are bothering him. He's just letting it fall by the wayside for now. But when you are preparing for the bills or it is week two or three against the Kansas city chiefs, or you're looking at this, this, uh, this schedule and you're staring at all the possible ways you could be one and three instead of three and one. Well, yeah, that's when things ramp up a little bit and they will slowly ramp up throughout the preseason. And trust me, not everybody's going to be able to play it because if nobody, or I shouldn't say nobody, but if, but if there are players who can't play at his level, he's just, the train keeps on moving. You know, so if that's too mean or if that isn't, you know, kids gloves enough for some of these younger players who are, you know, trying to get some field time with Aaron. Well, again, it's it's going back to what I was saying before. It's like too bad. You know, yeah, it, it feels like there's a little bit of a softer approach now, but I felt like that was the case with Green Bay in the first place during training camp. And then it ramped up come the regular season because a lot of those young players, it was still being reported, were making some mistakes that were critical errors in games earlier on. But then the Green Bay Packers turned it on down the stretch of the season. You know, they, they were the hottest team in football down the stretch of the season. So, you know, you can't argue with results. It seemed like they were starting to have results. Guys, here's the difference between the Packers and the Jets. Culture. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers on the Packers for how many years? 10, 15 years? Uh, Building a culture. Yeah. Winning a Super Bowl. Getting to the playoffs every year. 13 wins every year. And then he goes to the Jets. It's like you're going from a marathon runner to a guy that can't run a 5K. You got to go slow. When you're working out, and trust me, I know this because I run up a hill in 115 degree heat every day here in Vegas. The first time I did it, I barely made it up the hill. A month later, I can go up the hill twice. Like, it's just, you just have to go slow. This is a Jets team, and I know, I've been a fan since I was five years old. In 1991, I attended my first Jets game. It's been a long road for me. (laughs) I attended some playoff games. Vinny Testaverde and Chad Pennington was the quarterback. Not Aaron Rodgers. Now, I know it's not the prime Aaron Rodgers, but it wasn't prime Vinny Testaverde either, let's be honest. And they were a breath away from the Super Bowl if Keith Byers doesn't fumble on the one-yard line. I digress. The culture in New York needed to change. They were starting to get there. I think Robert Sal is doing a good job instilling the message. But the message only goes so far, right, Rich? You can have a coach, the best orator on the planet, and then the game starts, and they're bumbling around like, like, like a bunch of fools, and it doesn't matter what the message is. You need someone to go out there and deliver the message. Well, Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys when he's playing at his peak level, but they haven't done it yet. So yeah. all of this conjecture, and that's why everyone is asking me, every show I've been on, every show I do, oh, Jets fan, Jarrett's oh, so excited, Aaron Rodgers, Jets. Yeah, I, I need to see it first. 
Nothing's happened. They haven't done anything. They're just tiddlywinking around on the practice field. It's fun. It's exciting. But week one, Monday night football against Josh Allen and the Bills, that's when we'll start to get our answers. Until then, guys, this is, this is all just fun and games. It's, well, it's, fun, it's a fun game, but there's really nothing to, to really back up. Well, you just said a couple of things right there. Delivering a message and fun in games. <laughs> and I don't know what else describes uh, our man, Isaac Lowenkron. Better than that, he's got the latest for us. What's going on, Isla? Good morning, fellas. Plenty of fun and plenty of games, especially for Team USA, which won its opening match at the Women's World Cup on Saturday. 3 nothing over Vietnam. Sophia Smith, a pair of goals. Captain Lindsey Horan had the other. The U.S. outshot Vietnam 28 to nothing On Friday, Friday night, Lionel Messi made his Major League Soccer debut for Inter-Miami in a League's Cup match against Cruz Azul of Mexico. They were tied at one in second-half stoppage time with Messi over the ball for a free kick on Apple TV. Here it is. Messi! For the match-winning goal in his MLS debut. Golf at the Open, American Brian Harmon, a 10-under par overall, has a five-shot lead over Tommy Fleetwood. They will tee off round three at 10.30 Eastern time this morning. While in Major League Baseball on Friday night, Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros hit three home runs at a 6-4 win at Oakland. The Los Angeles Angels defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates 8-5. Shohei Otani got the win on the mound despite allowing four home runs. The Seattle Mariners defeated the Toronto Blue Jays 3-2. Teoscar Hernandez, the game-winning RBI single in the bottom of the ninth inning. And the Los Angeles Dodgers won at Texas 11-5, breaking the Rangers' six-game winning streak. Finally, in endorsement news, Jackpot, the dog of Fox Sports Radio's Jared Smith, has just signed an endorsement deal with Las Vegas-based furniture restoration company <laughs> Furniture Lab with a new ad campaign called You'll Always Win the Jackpot at Furniture Lab. <laughs> When asked for comment, Jackpot replied, and I quote, Woof, woof, woof. Back to you. Thank you. I think he said it all right there. Yeah. It's Fox Sports Saturday. Best update in the history of updates right there. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I think I'm getting... A lot older because the messy goal, like for us, I saw it and I'm like, if you just read the headline, I would think, was this sort of like set up at all? The MLS debut, and you watch it and you're like, that's not set up at all. No, that's, no, there was nothing world staged class. about this. Yeah, it was, it was not staged. No, yeah, and what a, what a debut. That's great for Inter Miami and all the stars out there. It's funny too because he didn't play the whole game. Yeah. He entered in like the, I forget what it was, like the 56th minute or something yeah, like he that. He was going to play, yeah, 15 minutes worth of game time. It turned out to be crucial. It's unbelievable. Yeah. We are witnessing, uh, a, like, it's it's truly a, a golden generation of, of, of soccer. And I know that the older generation probably is not happy. But him and Cristiano Ronaldo, I mean, I don't know if we'll get a better better run of international stars I think it's interesting, too, where I said to my girl, like, uh, looking at Messi, I'm like, he doesn't look like much. You know what I mean? Like, if you no. just saw the guy, you wouldn't think world-class Same with athlete. Pele, too, though. Right? Yeah, that's. but you start thinking about various sports, 
who would be the guy who's a star that you'd be like, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. It's I think Jokic, I know mean, he's seven feet tall, but if you just saw the guy, the baby you wouldn't picture. think he's as good as he is. The kid picture makes you like, that guy grew up to be the best player in the NBA. Like, really? Sure. Yeah, even now, if like I, I always just think if we're like picking teams, like you're at the Y or wherever you run full court, and like, you you see Jokic, you would have no idea he's got the game that he has. Yeah, it's the last place, it's the last pick, and he's the best player usually. That's how it yeah. yeah, but still, he's enormous. True. He, he is. I mean, like right, like Steph Curry. To be perfectly honest with you, that's a good one. If he didn't have such like a recognizable face like if you just saw him just saw a guy standing on a subway car who looked like Steph Curry you would be like yeah that guy's that guy's not one of the greatest basketball players to ever walk the earth yeah. like you would just be like then that's a guy on his way to the office and he's probably like the fourth t- tallest guy in that office right. you know what i mean like that's like that's just how you would feel about him but you put him on a basketball court and he has some of the best handles and some of the best uh, uh, shooting ability of anybody we've ever seen. Could we say that about Aaron Rodgers, guys? I mean, he kind of looks like he's on his way to Burning Man right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. A little bit. I think about that all the time with fighters. Yeah, I, I'm sure you guys, yeah. you bumped into like a yeah. flyweight here or there. And if, if, I don't know, you spilled a drink and that guy got mad, you'd be like, bring it on. And you would have no idea. Oh, yeah. No Peace idea. You up. Oh, he would yeah. tear you in half. Yep. But yeah, some of these like Pacquiao, you know, he bumped into Pacquiao without no pounds. Yeah. Oh, and he would destroy but you. With Pacquiao, though, if he's wearing shorts, you stay away from a man with calf de- de- definition like that. <laughs> you ever see? Yeah. He's got tree trunks for calves. Yeah. 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 That's true. Quadzilla. We've got Rich Ornberger, the Penn State All American. Jared Smith is with us, FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next. A big name signs his deal, and it leads to a wild comparison. That's on the way. It's Fox Sports Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Saturday live from the TireRack.com studios. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earned doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out for yourself at Discover.com slash match. So Bryce Young, number one overall pick. He signs his rookie contract with the Carolina Panthers. So it's a fully guaranteed four-year deal worth uh, just under $38 million. And I thought, fellas, we would go back in the hot tub time machine to a a land of uh, financial enchantment before the rookie wage scale. So the rookie wage scale was introduced in 2011. So it basically slots what you can make, like the maximum dollars you can make as a rookie. And so if you go back to the 2006 draft, I go back there because Reggie Bush, he was the number two overall pick. And think about this. We always talk about how the running back market has dwindled. These guys are not making big money, the top high-end running backs. Reggie Bush, you go back to the 2006 draft, he signed a six-year deal worth $62 million. There was... uh, $26.5 $26.5 million was guaranteed. But think about that. Compare it to Bryce Young, a quarterback who's going to make a little under $38 million over four years. Reggie Bush signed a six-year deal worth $62 million with comparable guaranteed money. That's how much the rookie wage scale has 
crushed the running back position way more than any other position. No other position feels that hit more than the running back position, but that's what the the players signed up for. This is the new reality, but man, think about what we had a, two running backs go in the top 12. Think about what Bijan Robinson, number eight overall pick, and what Jameer Gibbs, number 12 overall pick, think what they would be making without a rookie wage scale. But instead, they're into team control for the first five years, then could use a, a, a franchise tag if they wanted to. It crushes the running back position. Yeah, it really does. And the reason why it does for anybody out there who, you know, may be thinking of themselves, well, don't they stand a chance to get re-signed and and sign for a, a huge dollar amount like all these quarterbacks? Yes, that's true. But look at longevity. See how many running backs that started their career with Aaron Rodgers that are still around today. See how many running backs that started their career with even Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson that are still around today. Not many. Like, like we're, we're talking about a position that has such an insane level of turnover rate because these guys just wear down. And so that's the big problem. That's the big culprit here because Bryce Young, guess what? If Bryce Young is anything as good as Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts or, or um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, I mean, we're talking about the best quarterbacks in the league, but if he, if he turns out even to have as good a talent as Geno Smith this past season with the Seattle Seahawks, he's going to be a rich man and he's going to play in this league for a very, very long time. Like, that's the reality of the quarterback position because you're protected so well. Running backs are not. Running backs are, you know, they're, they're being savaged on just about every single play. So, you know, whether it's lower body injury or it's concussion or otherwise, like, eventually they're going to wear down. And then when they get to the opportunity where they could re-up their contract – a lot of teams are going to go, yeah, but we're just going to go ahead and give it one more year just to be sure. And then you get then you get to the end of your rookie deal, and then these teams go, yeah, but we're going to franchise tag you just for one year just to see how it goes. And then you, you perform well on the franchise tag, and they go, yeah, but we're going to franchise tag you one more time because it's only 120% of the value of the top five at your position, and that's still very feasible to pay you and get away with before we send you to the trash heap and you could be somebody else's problem in free agency. So I'm going back now, and I tried to, I should have done this before the show. I'm going back and looking at when the last time a Super Bowl champion had a 1,000-yard running back during the regular season. I've gotten back to Tampa Bay three years ago, and I have not found one. So the last three Super Bowl champions, Chiefs, Rams, and Bucks, have not had a 1,000-yard rusher during the regular season. It is not a required prerequisite to win a Super Bowl. So why are these teams spending all this money? I, like, I understand why the shift has come, and they blamed it on the analytics nerds, and they blamed it on this and that and the wear and tear. If the end goal is to win a Super Bowl, and I'm telling you, the last three Super Bowl winners, what have they all had in common? Great defenses can rush the passer, elite quarterbacks, great offenses that can get up and down the field. Guess what I'm not saying in that phrase? An, an elite running back that's got 1,500 yards rushing during the regular season to carry the mail. That's not what wins a Super Bowl, people. So why are teams allocating high values of money towards it? Doesn't make sense to me. Well, we get all that, but it's capped. That's the whole thing. When they could be cashing in, they can't. 
because of the rookie wage scale. Coming up next, what's your biggest top 10 beef? Oh, we got top 10 lists galore over here. That is on the way. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Oh, so we've got a Madden top 10 quarterback list. We've got an ESPN top 10 quarterback list. Let's go with the latest one, the Madden QB list. So Madden NFL 24. They've released their rankings here. Patrick Mahomes, number one on the list. 99. You know, he's in the 99 club, which is a big deal in Madden. And uh, no beef, no beef with that. Uh, one second before we uh, unveil the last, uh, the rest of the top 10 list, can yeah. we just dive into Mahomes just for a second here? Because sure. we know how great the dude is, but there was one thing I thought about this week that I wanted to throw out there, just how studly the season was last year. Where you think about this, he loses Tyreek Hill. He wins a regular season MVP, throws for over 5,200 yards, 41 touchdowns, lead, leads the league in both categories. Without Tyreek Hill, thrown to guys like Juju Smith and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And, you know, like outside of Travis Kelsey, it's, it's not a who's who. So he wins regular season MVP, wins Super Bowl MVP. And then we always talk about this, guys, how big of an advantage it is if you've got a top quarterback on a rookie contract. Look at Mahomes' path through the playoffs. He beats Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence on a rookie deal. He beats Cincy, Joe Burrow on a rookie deal beats Philly Jalen Hurts on a rookie deal and meanwhile Patrick Mahomes signed his deal for half a billion dollars like that is unbelievable what he was able to do putting all of that together on top of an ankle injury that he suffered in the second quarter of their first playoff game it, it was sensational what the dude did last season yeah no he look I, I I don't think it's hyperbolic to say he's one of the greatest football players we've ever seen at the NFL level um he's gonna be a Hall of famer and and that that's something that I was saying really before last season and you guys could attest to it I, I I'm I think he's accomplished already so much and we've only known this guy for some part of six seasons. You know, it's I it's it's unfathomable what he's accomplished. So, yeah, look, throw it feels like right now, you know, throw some wood and some nails in his yard the next day there's going to be a mansion built it doesn't matter what supplies he has he's going to be able to uh make a masterpiece out of it yeah i just finished uh quarterback nice i thought it i i mean i'll be honest it was kind of like a watered down version of of hard knocks there was not a lot of drama we already knew how the season was going to play out for the chiefs so it was like watching the Titanic, knowing it was going to sink. Like, I knew they were going to win the Super Bowl. I knew all of the little, you know, moments with the injury to his ankle and how it would happen. So there wasn't as much drama in it like there is in Hard Knocks, I think. But I thought it did a really good job of showing you the greatness of Patrick Mahomes and his weekly routine, which I know every quarterback probably goes through that, but I don't know if they go through it to the extent that he does. And the things that he does to his body to make himself more pliable, flexible, and most likely Hmm. if he didn't do that work during the regular season that nobody sees, nobody gives him praise about, 
that injury that happened against Jacksonville probably lasts another week, and they might the Chiefs might be out of of playoff contention after that. Like if he doesn't come back and he's not playing at that level against the Bengals the following week, they don't win that game and. It's maybe the Bengals lifting the Lombardi Trophy last year and not the Chiefs. So, again, those little things that make an athlete great, it's not the performance on the field. That's like 1% of what they do. It's the other stuff that really makes you great, the internal intestinal fortitude you have to bounce back week after week, take the hits, do the work, the little things that you get no praise for. That's what makes Patrick Mahomes Let me jump in here real quick, Brian, because I – I want to back up with what Jared's saying by because I lived it and I know exactly what he's talking about in that those scenes where they're showing you you know training room footage and all those things. What's so interesting about the NFL because in college football you see this sometimes, but it's not every player. Um, there there are just certain guys who you know they can roll their helmet out there and they can play ball, and you're just amazed by them. But at some point, they get weeded out, you know, whether it's due to injury or it's due to the fact that they get to the next level, to the NFL level, and it doesn't pan out for them. Hard work is sort of the barrier to, to entry in the NFL. There's very few people who can get to the NFL level and party all the time and not take care of their body and have a long and great career. It's almost impossible. So everybody's working hard. Everybody works really hard to get back on the field after an injury. There are some examples where guys don't. Maybe they're becoming a little complacent. But for the majority of people, you are working really, really hard to get back to the field on an injury. And then, look, there's smart guys. There's fast guys. There's quick healers and all those things. But there are certain guys who have all of it where you look at them and you're just like, how is this even fair? Like, I'm still recovering from an MCL this guy had an ACL surgery, and he looks like he's in better shape than I am right now. Like, they have the strength. They have the speed. And I'm talking about the innate speed and strength. But then they also work hard, and they get in the training room. And every single physical therapy modality works better for them than it does for everybody else. It's almost like the hand of God has touched them and made them different from the rest of us. That is the type of athlete that when you're around them, you you it's it's it feels that's when you truly feel like life's unfair like you're just like this person has they have everything they have all the intangibles that's what it feels like when we're talking about Patrick Mahomes like he truly is one of the hardest working guys he's super intelligent he does all the work that everybody else is doing it just works better for him like based on whatever innate um, God-given abilities he's had in the first place. It's crazy to watch, but I've seen it before, and it and it feels it feels bizarrely unfair when you're around a person like that. Well, I, it's going to sound weird, but I love the point about stretching because it's so true. It really is. Where I was just reading something recently about Raiders defensive end Max Crosby, and he says he stretches every day. He's like, I, I'm not going to be able to bend around a, a tackle. And, and hit the quarterback if I don't stretch every single day. It is a big part of uh, NFL life right there, especially depending on your position. Okay, so if we get back to the Madden quarterback rankings, I want you guys to tell me what your biggest beef is. 
Okay, I'll try to go slow because it's going to sound like, well, what, 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 if I just like speed through it. But I don't think big, <laughs> big beef in the first three, right? Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen. Then we get to uh, the four through seven range, okay? Lamar at number four, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Dak, and then eight through 10, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. Tua Tungavailoa, what is your biggest beef in that top 10? Okay, my biggest beef is Jalen Hurts being outside of the top three. Ooh, outside the top three? Yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, mean, Madden, this is an annual updating that that occurs. Uh Uh, Jalen Hurts deserves to be in the top three. And I don't care which of the two you knock down to four, Joe Burrow or Josh Allen, but one of them's beneath Jalen Hurts. Mm. Which just, one are I, you taking? Which I one mean, are you like, putting? We below? just saw this guy on the biggest stage put up the best quarterback numbers of all time. I mean, even better than Patrick Mahomes, who beat his team, and he's in fourth place behind Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. I'm sorry, did they did they make it to the Super Bowl this right. year? Ooh. Well, he's behind Lamar also. No, it's I know. Like, I mean, yeah. that's obvious. I mean, yeah, yeah. he should be ahead of Lamar. I yeah, I, I, I would, I would flip Jalen and Lamar. I, I think you give Josh Allen the benefit of the doubt for one more year, but as even see Jack, even Jackpot's not happy about Lamar, <laughs> about Lamar and Jalen. Jackpot, I'll be honest. Jackpot's being, Jackpot's being very he's bad. rebelling. Yes, oh, he's a he naughty is, dog. Is, I, I am, I am, I am close. I am close to putting him outside for the rest of the show. Oh my goodness! I know. I'm going to give him the Mahomes treatment. I'm going to make him do wind sprints in the in the summer heat. I, I think. I think Justin Herbert. I let's just leave it at this. If I was projecting next year's Madden ratings, Justin Herbert's higher than seventh. That's all I'll say. I, I think he's in the top five next year if things go as expected with our new friend Kellen Moore and not, uh, you know, uh, check down Charlie at offensive coordinator here. I, I, I think I can see Justin Herbert ahead of Dak Prescott. I think I can see Justin Herbert maybe even ahead of Lamar Jackson. And then I, I do think Josh Allen is kind of in this no man's land this year. I am a little bit intrigued with what the Bills have. Now, they drafted Dalton Kincaid, who is arguably the best receiving tight end perhaps in the entire league now, with the exception of Travis Kelsey. Um, I am very excited to see what that connection does to Josh Allen, but I don't know if I fully trust Ken Dorsey, and I don't like what happened with – I, I don't love the internals of what's happening with the Bills. I don't love Sean McDermott now having to be the defensive coordinator in addition to being the head coach, and now that the message of, of, of Brian Dable has really left the building two years out – I don't know what – like, Josh Allen did not take a step forward last year without Brian Dable. He took a step back. Now, you could take one step forward and then one step back, and that's possible. Maybe this year he takes a step forward and he kind of takes control of that offense a little more. But if he doesn't, that's where I think the Bills could be a bit of, a, of an interesting handicap this year. So I think Justin Herbert has the most upside on this list. 
because we did not get the best Herbert last season. I think we're going to see him unleash this year. And I would put your guy to a, you know, I, I could see him jumping Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers in the, in, in the top 10 there. And, you know, I, I could see a top five next year that's Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Herbert, and Tua. That, to hmm. me, might be your best five quarterbacks in the league this season based off of kind of a little bit of that context that we use. Well, my biggest beef is Lamar at number four. I don't know who is drunk or high <laughs> yeah. over there at Madden to have Lamar at number four. It's a flat-out joke. And I was thinking about this, too. Like, we always talk trash about the Chargers, right? How they have, like, this talent, and you see some production in the regular season, but then nothing come playoff time, and they always let you down. Lamar Jackson is the player version of the Chargers. That's the truth here. And I want to be very clear, I'm not telling you he can't play because he has great ability, he's got great talent. But similar to the Chargers, when it's all on the line, when it's playoff time, he's throwing a pick six against the Bills. Like He's got more interceptions than touchdowns in the playoffs. He's just an inconsistent player. And the durability issues, he's missed five games each of the last two years. And he's the fourth quarterback mm. right now? Yeah. Are you serious? Like, yeah, that's I, just crazy to me. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, also, we're, we're using what we know about these players to predict the future of these players. Like, like it's not like we can look into a crystal ball and say, well, Lamar Jackson's going to have a great 2023. It's like, well, 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 hang on a second. Like, all we know of Lamar Jackson is what we know of Lamar Jackson. We, we can't necessarily predict, but what we can say is we can say based on evidence – he is a sensational athlete. He has um, he has a good enough arm to play in this league. There's no question. And he's ran that Ravens offense extremely well, and they've won a bunch of games since he's gotten there. But he's also fragile. Like, I, I mean, is he a guy that you can count on for 17 games? Right now, the answer is no. You know, so when, when I see Lamar Jackson ahead of Jalen Hurts, yeah, it, I mean, that makes zero sense because right now Jalen Hurts, is he as fast as him? No. Is he as good of an athlete? No. Is he available and doing the things that made Lamar Jackson special four years ago at a very high level now for the Philadelphia Eagles? Yes. So he should absolutely be higher than Lamar Jackson. But I can make that same argument for Allen and Burrow when you compare him to when you can't compare both of their their last years to Jalen Hurts last year. I mean, we're talking about the second overall in the MVP voting last year in, in Jalen Hurts. So it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. But look, Madden loves this because the the EA Sports loves this because we're talking about it. They love doing this to us. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of these guys using the Madden ratings now as leverage and contract negotiations is kind of a sign of the times. Um, <laughs> and that is happening. That is happening in real time. We have seen a lot of, and I forget who it was. I think it was an offensive lineman and a couple of running backs as well, like looking at the ratings like, yeah, I'm underpaid. And, guys, that, this is a dangerous game. This is AI slowly taking over the world is what this is. Um, and the quarterback situation I think is a little different because it's such a cerebral position that there needs to be a little AI involved with, with kind of grading these guys. But – for some of the running backs and for some of the offensive line, it's just it's really tough to 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 use this Madden rating as gospel. 
I mean, this is a video game, guys. Um, but it, it, it is becoming that. And you see how much run the rating releases. It's, it's all I saw on my Twitter feed this week. Now, granted, it is July. It's slow. But I, I get notifications when Schefter and a couple of other big-time newsbreakers tweet. You know, I get the notifications sent right to my phone. All week long, it was just Madden release notifications. And I'm just like, well, is this really breaking news? Like, now I guess it kind of is. Uh, because these guys are using these ratings as gospel. And, and it, it, it's truly remarkable to kind of see how a video game views the NFL and how we as human beings project ourselves onto this video game as this is law. They say that Mahomes and, – and I think that's the one – that's the only thing that I think is fair here. Mahomes the best player in the sport. Okay. The rest of it, kind of up for debate. Two, th- two spot, three spot, maybe Burrow being second's pretty fair. But after that, I think all three of us probably can make a different case for who the number three quarterback on this list might be. Well, I think, yeah, there's a lot of – it changes quickly. Uh, in the NFL where you might have a down individual season or you have a down team season and that hurts your individual stock, if you will. So, yeah, there's a lot of jostling, a lot of uh, yeah. it's kind of like the college football rankings where it it moves, you know, whoever you have in week one, it's going to change the next couple of weeks. It's similar like that. Not as much movement, but there is some jockeying. Over with the uh, the quarterback list. There's no doubt about that. We got a lot to do over here. We've got Rich Orenberger. Penn State All-American. We've got Jared Smith, FSR betting analyst. Got to have a talking to with Jackpot here. Oh, he's going outside during the break. (laughs) He's out of here. I'm Brian. He's giving me the look right now. Yeah, he's like, don't do it. I'm sorry. I couldn't help. Uh, A compelling argument about the downside of a major change. That's on the way. It's Fox Sports Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Saturday live from the TireRack.com studios. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin 
made an interesting point during SEC media days. He was talking about NIL, right? Players getting paid for name, image, and likeness, and also the transfer portal. So that's the sound that you're going to hear right here about the transfer portal. Makes a compelling case. Check this out. I don't think there's any other sports at any level uh, that are like this, that really you every year can opt into free agency, really twice a year. And I mean, I was just thinking on a plane ride over here. What if you had that in other sports, you know? Tom Brady, Asia Wilson, Lionel Messi, LeBron James. What if every year those guys can opt into free agency, twice a year really, and they had no long-term contracts? Basically everybody's not even on a one-month contract because they can leave in two windows. So um, it's just created a lot of issues and these roster changes and I'm not complaining about it because we take advantage obviously of of free agency but at the same time I don't think that's really good for college football uh look man he makes a compelling case where that's a great comparison if you think about other sports if uh there really are no contracts in the NBA or NFL and it's free agency it would be wild and that's exactly what we have in college football I hear him on that, but that's the thing is he's not saying we should do away with this. We should do away with NIL. We should do away with the transfer portal. He's kind of like, it's the playboy method. He's like, tastefully done. (laughs) Like, that's what he was. It's not get rid of it. It's like, we should do it tastefully here. And I hear him on that. He's not saying get rid of the whole thing. It's just, it's creating some issues. Look, man, that's how life works. There are plenty of times where you could point to something and say, hey, I'm not against this in totality, but there are some drawbacks. I, I think that's completely reasonable. The last thing I'll say is I think this can be worse for college football coaches than it is for college football. Because when you get this type of movement, I'm sorry, but it makes it more interesting. I can't wait to see Sam Hartman as Notre Dame's quarterback, transferring from Wake Forest. Think about Joe Burrow when he transferred to LSU. It creates a lot of excitement. So while it's not ideal for coaches, and you got to keep recruiting the guys that you currently have, it leads to a lot of problems. I don't think it's bad for college football at all. Yeah, I I meet with a a lot of college football coaches throughout the football season, um, calling games at the college football level, and I could tell you pretty much to a man – Every single one of them hates the new rules, mm-hmm. both NIL and um, and and the transfer portal rules. They just don't think it's good for the game. They don't think it's good for the kids. Um, and some of them, I feel like, are telling the God's honest truth that they don't feel like it's good for the kids, meaning the, the young men who are coming out of their family homes and now in the care of these you know professional coaches who are supposed to help you know, lead them and guide them through the next couple of years of their life alongside winning some football games. Well, here's the thing. I I like a lot of these coaches I talk to. Um, a lot of them are good people, and I really do feel that way. But then there's also a lot of college coaches who, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I I find I find them to be completely inauthentic, and I think that the the way that college football and college sports in general has been set up for a long time has really benefited coaches and virtually nobody else 
it, it doesn't benefit a university for a coach to get offered a job at a better school and for that coach to break his contract because he's going to a school that can afford the exit clause and then buy his house and then buy him a new house and pay him all sorts of money to come to their new school to coach their new players. Like, like that's not good for anybody. That's not good for the players. That's not good for the university. That's not good for the economy, the local economy in the town that he's leaving. But it's good for the coach. So every time I hear a college football coach openly complain about the new rules, just remember where the rules came from. The rules came from a place where it benefited basically only head coaches. And now we're in a situation where finally there's some equity in this situation. And they're belly aching. Um, I'm sorry. That's the world's smallest violin. Yeah, this is like, uh, what's the book? Who Moved My Cheese, right? We would, things, when things change, people don't like them. When Jackpot gets put in crates, he doesn't like it either. He is, I tell you, every single day today, he, you're a bad boy. He is raging <laughs> yeah, against the machine right now is what's yeah, going on. Yeah, he is. On. But I'll give you the other side to this. Josh Heupel, who also came out during SEC Media Day and said, at the end of the day, this is the opportunity that I wish that I had when I was playing. And I think a lot of that, I, I think a lot of that is, it, it all stems from these guys' histories and their past. Lane Kiffin came up through a very different, you know, situation that I think a lot of these guys did. did I, I don't recall, did he play major college football? I don't remember if he did or not. Lane Kiffin, I might be I wrong on that. I don't think so. I, I, I don't mean, think he did. Daddy was a coach. We know that. Thank you. Backup quarterback at Fresno State. He was never, even if he, even if he played today, he would not have been in the mix for the big NIL deals. So, right, like this kind of comes from a place of, I don't want to say entitlement, but Lane's probably like, eh, I would have never got this money back then. So why do these kids need to get, like, it just, it, it doesn't feel like it's coming from a place of authenticity when Lane gives this kind of, of feedback because there's other coaches in his league, Josh Heupel, that came out the same day and said, man, I wish I had this opportunity when I was. And I, if I recall, Josh was very prominent quarterback at Oklahoma, won a national championship. If I recall, I might, he might have lost in the national championship, but I remember that was a really good uh, Sooners team that he played for. And it just, it, it feels like every coach's backstory, depending on where they came from, is going to have a different vibe about what's happening. Here's the only constant in all of this. Lane, I don't care if you like it or not. The NIL money ain't going anywhere. So you either adapt to it and you make it benefit you. You turn a negative into a positive or you just shut your mouth and do your job. Because coming out and saying, ah, this is, I mean, I'm reading the quotes right now from Lane Kiffin. He called it a disaster, end quote. That is pretty harsh for something that a lot of people think is a very positive thing. Now, could there be adjustments to the rules to make it a little cleaner, a little more fair? Absolutely. Right. Totally in favor of that. But saying that, is a far cry from, quote, it's a disaster, right? Like, there's a happy medium that I think, mo and Lane doesn't care about 
he doesn't care about anything that I say, but he also does not care about making a stir, right? Like, he, he kind of likes it. He, he, he likes being the center of attention. He likes causing that disruption. By saying something as extreme as this is a disaster, you're going to get headlines. The, the down-the-middle approach is NIL's not going anywhere. It's unfortunate that I didn't get this when I was coming up through the ranks, but it's here now. Let's make it the best possible because the kids deserve the money. They, at the end of the day, the kids oh. who deserve the money, they really deserve the money, and they need the money. But we just have to make it cleaner, I guess, is the word that I would use. But I would not well, use the word disaster that Lane used. That's what – I get it, but that's the – I don't know. That catches the headlines, that type of thing. But what really is happening here is Lane Kiffin is making some legitimate points. He's complaining about his job. That When we whittle it down to it, that's yep. what it is. And so take your job. Do you complain about your job? In facets, you know, is the, the commute time. great? Is uh, whatever pay, um, hours, you know, when your day starts, there's always going to be a complaint somewhere. That doesn't mean you're ungrateful for your job, that doesn't mean you hate sure. it in totality. And so, with Lane Kiffin saying, Man, we got free agency twice a year, this is tough, you know, the NIL day and age. If we don't bring as much money to the table and the guy goes to another SEC team, that's that's tough. I hear him on that. Yeah. Like, I completely hear him. Because unless you talk about your job like, oh, the commute, I love it. The pay, that's great. You know, I the hours, my oh, job tremendous. Like, though. You know? But well, that's the well, thing well, is he's just he's – com- he's bringing up some challenges that are valid. The, the, the time a coach says, NIL, get rid of it. Freaking hate it. It's the worst. Now we got something to go on. If he's like, yeah, it's good, it just leads to challenges. What's wrong with that? Lane Kiffin's a millionaire. Lane Kiffin is a million t- millionaire many times over. Like, how about this? How about the kid who comes from a poor, and I mean dirt poor family, who the only reason why he's at the university he's at is because of his football playing talent. And and I'm talking about, you know, rewind the clock five years ago or, or even shorter amount of time than that before NIL, before the newer transfer portal, and say you have an opportunity potentially based on your name, image, and likeness to make hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars while you're a college athlete. Yeah. But there are all these roadblocks in the way, and then – you know, you have an opportunity potentially to transfer to a program that may value your importance to their program more than the current um, college or university you're at, and you're, you're not allowed to do that. Or if you do, you're going to be penalized by sitting on the bench for a year behind other less talented athletes. Right. Like the rules, the rules that were stacked up against the players for literally decades and decades and decades throughout the history of college football were so wildly unfair for the players that when I hear Lane Kiffin complain about how yeah gee gee howdy it's tough keeping players in my program my <laughs> I like goodness. the Lane impression there yeah, gee, I gotta go through I gotta go through uh, free agency twice oh I'm a, you know what there, does Lane there have, have a southern times, accent that I'm not aware I, of I, I, I guess I'm, 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 <laughs> but any of these college coaches I gotta go 
home and sit in my pool grotto, uh, cooking at my <laughs> swim up, having a, a drink. He's not saying any of that. Bar. You're making it out to no, be that. He's it, not said any let, let of those you, things. Let me tell you. Every time I hear a coach complain about this, and and I and I think I want to mop up their tears with a biscuit and eat it. I you, don't. You're creating care. tears. You sound like Tom Re- Tom Rinaldi creating this tearjerker of a storyline. Oh wow. He's Take never said. He's never said, oh, these players, they don't deserve it. They shouldn't be allowed to transfer. They shouldn't be allowed to make any money. He's just saying there are challenges as a result of that. No, That's no, no. all he's saying. Oh, oh, and he's right. And you know what? Good. I'm glad there are. I hope there are more. <laughs> I don't care because guess what? It was more challenging for that poor kid to leave his home and literally have to ask to borrow money to get enough uh, money to buy a sandwich for himself like I've seen many times over during my college football career. Um, because guess what? A scholarship doesn't buy you food when you get to the university. And when your meal card runs out, the coaches, and again, it's different now, but when, when we're talking about five years ago, they would it would be pumps to the sky. They'd be like, hey, look, I can't give you any money. Otherwise, we'll get censured by the NCAA. Yeah. Sorry, you got to go figure it out. Maybe borrow some money from one of your, one of your buddies, on, one of your teammates. I mean, the rules were stacked against these players I, yeah. for so long. I, I, so I, when Lane Kiffin complains when he says, yeah. hey, yeah, you know, we're going through free agency twice a year. We're going to have to complain here in a second because our man Ilo. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, he's just he, – you ever see pro wrestlers like on the, like the outside of the ropes just reaching, reaching to, to be to tagged, tagged in? It's, he's been reaching for a long time, you know, and we're tagging him in right now. Ilo with the latest here. This report presented by Rich Ornberger's Tear-Stained Biscuits. They're salty but delicious. That's one of the... I'll gobble them up. I'll gobble them up. It's one of the greatest lines I've ever heard in sports talk radio. I want up. I want to mop up their tears with a biscuit and eat it. <laughs> do you mind if? Do you mind if the rest of us borrow that line occasionally while That's we're complaining? For you. That's for you, America. Man. That's a great product. Rich Ornberger's tear-stained biscuits. You heard him here first. Team USA not shedding any tears because they won their Women's World Cup opener Saturday over Vietnam 3 to nothing. Sophia Smith scored a pair of goals. Team captain Lindsey Horan had the other. Lionel Messi made his Major League Soccer debut on Friday night for Inter-Miami in a League's Cup confrontation over Cruz Azul of Mexico. They were tied at one in second-half stoppage time with Messi over the ball for a free kick on Apple TV. Here it is. Messi! And that was the match winner. In round three of the British Open, American Brian Harmon has the lead at 10 under par overall. He is teeing off the third round as we speak. John Rahm opened the day tied for 39th place, but he has just shot an 8 under par 63. It's his lowest score ever in a major tournament, so he has gone 37 spots up the leaderboard and is now in sole possession of second place. Four shots behind Harmon at 6 under par overall. In Major League Baseball on Friday night, Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros hit three home runs, including one in the first inning. 
Jackpot. <laughs> jackpot. It's okay, Jackpot. Easy there, Jackpot. Take it easy there. Jackpot apparently not happy about Sick him, Jackpot. That Get him. First Sick inning him. home run. But no. three home no. runs for Tucker in a 6-4 victory at Oakland. Shohei Otani got the win on the mound in the Angels' 8-4 victory over the Pirates despite allowing a career-high four home runs. And the Seattle Mariners defeated the Toronto Blue Jays 3-2. Tay Oscar Hernandez, the game-winning RBI single in the bottom of the ninth inning. All right, all right, Jackpot. I'll, I'll send it back to the guys. Back to you guys. Hey, thank you, Ilo. It is Fox Sports Saturday. Here on Fox Sports Radio, at the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earned doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. We might yell at each other next hour about this whole uh, Lane Kiffin situation because I love We're getting a lot of traction. The most tweets I've seen from this show during a segment has come in the last 10 minutes during this NIL stuff. Uh, uh, People are fired up about it. For sure. Absolutely will next hour. Coming up next... This comparison is just crazy. We'll get that to you. It's Fox Sports Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Saturday live from the TireRack.com studios here on Fox Sports Radio. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So, um, sometimes you make a bad comparison, you know? Sometimes you make a bad argument. It happens from time to time. Tim Hardaway Sr. is the latest. So, he was on the Carton Show on FS1, and he was talking about Bull Bull versus Victor Wembenyama. Here is the hot take. I think he's better than Victor Wamamama or whatever okay. his name is. Wamamama? Bobo? Yes. Bobo uh, Bo has better physical talent and ready to play in the NBA right now than Victor is. Hmm. Okay. So there we are with uh, Bull Bull, who physically, uh, I don't know, not exactly imposing. <laughs> not exactly like grown into his frame, if you will. You know, he's a, a very light guy as well. I look at it like this, guys. You ever hear the saying, I sure I know you have, if you're even, you're leaving. Oh, Think yeah. about football, right? If you're a, a wide receiver, if you're even with a defensive back, a receiver with big-time speed, let's say it's Tyreek Hill. If you're even with that DB, you're leaving. That's how I think it is with Bull Bull versus Victor Wembenyama. Even if you think they're even right now, Wemby is leaving Bull Bull in the dust. And I don't care where it is right now. It's where it's headed. So I just I think that's a dramatically horrible, horrible argument because you had Bull Bull just got waved by Orlando. Like, do you th- what do you think the chances are three years from now that Wembenyama just gets waved by the Spurs? Like, slim to none. So I I just think, I don't care where it is right now. It's where it's headed. And I think Wembenyama is going to be head and shoulders above Bull Bull in terms of production when it's all said and done. Yeah, look, draft analysts get things wrong all the time. There's no question that there have been busts in the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, across all sports when you're trying to make predictions on the future of players. But the acclaim... And I'm not talking about just the 
you know, the tagger alongers. I'm talking about the initial acclaim for Victor Weminyama. You know, the, the, the analysts, the people who saw him play in France, the coaches who were recruiting him at various levels of his basketball career, and then essentially the coaches who then selected him with the first overall lottery pick in this year's NBA draft. And these are some of the most respected people in the world. Their authorities on basketball um, have spoken in chorus support for Victor Wembanyama. I do not remember the same acclaim for Bull Bull. Now, that's no offense to him. I'm sure Manute Bull's son is a heck of a ball player, and he's definitely got pedigree. And, you know, the list of um, the list of uh, accolades goes on because he, he played well at Oregon. But like you said, I, I think the futures are going to dictate a very different story for these two players. He's a heck of a bowl player. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> jokes on jokes on me. I think the jokes on anyone who wants to declare Victor Wembanyama's future before he's played one NBA game. Can we relax with the hot takes about how good this kid is going to be? Here's the only thing that I can glean from what I watched in Summer League. He doesn't deserve to be a $2 favorite to win Rookie of the Year. Probably should be closer to a coin flip. That's really it. Besides that, that he's probably not head and shoulders. I know physically he is, but maybe not the full package above the rest of the rookie class in the NBA. Maybe he's just slightly better and deserves to be the favorite, but not an overwhelming favorite like he was priced at coming out of the draft. Besides that, there is no definitive claim that I can make about the future of his career. Let the kid play a week in the league first, a game before well, we're like declaring a certain player better than the other. It's just, it's, it's madness. But the opposite is equally crazy. Not as good as Bull Bull. Yeah. Come, all right, coming up next, let's argue about coaches. Oh, right, let's start arguing, shall we? About college football head coaches. That is on the way. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Man, so um, you never know how a show's going to go. And I didn't anticipate Rich Ornberger protecting like uh, college football players as a whole, like they're the quarterback. He went back to being an offensive line. He's protecting players, and, and his rival, his defensive lineman that he's facing is Lane Kiffin, and he's blocking <laughs> Lane Kiffin. He's, he's trying to shove him out of the way. Well, well, the, I'm, I'm not even uh, defending college football players. Really, I'm just, I'm just stating a fact, and it's a fact about me, and it's, it's personal. Uh-huh. I, I enjoy. I sincerely enjoy hearing certain college football coaches complain about the transfer portal and complain about name, image, and likeness. Because to me, it's it, what they're what they're. I I, I don't want to say they're avoiding talking about, but what is completely being dismissed is as difficult it is for college football coaches to. I recruit at this point and to retain players at this point based on the new rules in college football. It it uh it completely covers up or or turns the page from the century plus 
where college football players were obviously completely trapped by certain football programs in certain cases to stay on scholarship um they were there there were certain cases where guys were literally stashed on rosters to just keep them from rival colleges as opposed to allowing them to be you know transferred to other football programs so that they could have you know great careers and flourish maybe on a team that's a, a rival in your conference And if that's best for the college football player, maybe that's best for college football and best for college football fans, by the way. But as a result of the rules, there were a lot of coaches who would take advantage. And now the door's starting to swing the other way. And all of a sudden, a lot of these football coaches are getting a little bit uncomfy. And every time I hear it, it it just it's it makes my heart swell. It makes me makes my heart sing. It's uh, it's it's kind of almost humorous to me that when the shoe's on the other foot or like as they say in hunting when the rabbit has the gun it's not so comfy anymore <laughs> well i i can't understand you, can't where you respond the, to that i yeah, really can't. i, I understand where all this is coming from but i feel like sometimes you're the referee jared you know what i mean like rich yeah. and i just lock no, horns true. and here's jared playing mills lane in a big prize Let's get fight it out. yeah yeah exactly the late great mills lane <laughs> Um, I hear everything that you're saying, and I think that, listen, to be clear, I think that we should be in the NIL day and age. That's the bare minimum. Players should be able to make a buck off of their names because they're not making a percentage of the pot that they draw in. I I always compare it to if I play in a band and we sell out an arena and we don't see a dime of it, we should at least be able to sell some T-shirts and some CDs in the parking lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. You couldn't even do that back in the day. So I'm fully behind NIL. I'm fully behind the transfer portal. If coaches can go from school to school and not have to sit out a year, why can't players do the same yep. thing? I'm not against either of those two things. Neither is Lane. And he's saying it just brings up some challenges. I could lose my starting left tackle and my running back because they hit the transfer portal. Or we might not get him in the first place because we're not shelling out as much dough as some other school. He's not against it. It's just turned into some challenges. And some coaches are, are voicing that. And if they voice it, it's like taken as if they're against the whole thing. And they're never making that argument. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that take. I, I think that's, to me, that's the reasonable part of it. It feels like Lane and Reason don't always agree. It does seem like Lane enjoys the spotlight a little more, and sometimes he says things that maybe he doesn't even fully believe just to stir the pot a little bit. I I think if I had to guess, this is a guess, he he just got burned by some kid who probably got more money to go play somewhere else and he was doing media day, and he's like, yeah, I can take out my frustrations a little bit here and call. I mean, let, let's be honest. He, he used the word disaster. When you use that word, you're looking for attention or you want something to change. So maybe it's the latter. Maybe it's the former. You never know with Lane. He's a bit of a wild card. I, I, I think I, – and I read through a lot of his quotes. I had some time over the last 20 minutes or so, and I've, I've, I've read through a lot of his quotes about – this particular issue some of it was a little more tempered but he still called the current state of college football a disaster correct and i'll read you another quote that i thought was interesting so the revenue sharing sounds really good but then they're like okay well 
we're going to revenue share, and that's all they get. I say, okay, well, wait, but they're still going to have NIL, which really isn't NIL for probably 99% of the kids. They're not really getting the money for their marketing right. So I, I agree, uh, uh, Brian. He, he is trying to reform the system a little bit by using his platform, which is a very you know, influential platform, to talk about some of the issues. But then he said, the current state of college football is a disaster. That's, that's where he kind of lost me a little bit. But it does seem like Lane is trying to fight the good fight for the coaches because right now they're in a, they're in a much more difficult position than they were last year. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, the, the transcript is the transcript. What he said is what he said. Yeah. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay if personally, Brian, you took everything Lane said as just a guy voicing some opinion about mm-hmm. challenges. But that's not what he was doing. Lane Kiffin does not like these new rules. Yeah. And I, I don't blame him because he's a head coach, a coach in college football, and he's benefited from rules that have benefited head coaches for a long time. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. If you're a coach at University A and you can steal a top recruit from University B who happens to be your rival and stash them on your roster and for years promise them playing time and for years tell them that they're the best and they're just i mean they're just one turned ankle away from being the next thing and you knew this entire time that you had no intention on ever really starting this guy or giving him significant playing time you just didn't want University B to have that player well, you would say, well, that's unfair. Well, that's the that was the state of college football. I've heard plenty of stories like that. I mean, again, go back to the money that the coaches were making and the disparity between their salaries and the actual monies that players could benefit from playing college football outside of their tuition, which, by the way, every time that debate comes up, it makes me want to vomit because we're talking about tuitions in the – tens of thousands sometimes or hundreds of thousands of range when we're talking about head coaches making literally tens of millions of dollars annually i i I mean look at all sports name the sport where the star player is making less than the coach I, i mean it just doesn't happen it's because the players are more important that's the reality of the business but the business model has completely change the way people feel about um, professionalism in this country. People believe that athletes, because they have been designated as amateurs, shouldn't be paid for their work. If these guys were working at a law firm, right, or if these guys were working on an accounting office and all of a sudden looked at each other and like, why aren't we being paid? We should unionize. There would be a lot of support. Or, Or if it was your kid. You would be like, wow, I think our kid's being taken advantage of. But because you're fans of the Gators or the Seminoles or the Crimson Tide or, you know, the Aggies, like you you just don't care because all you care about is that the tailgate hot dogs are hot and the the ball team's winning. Well, those are people wearing those jerseys. And so, yeah, I'm not the biggest ardent supporters of these millionaires coaches complaining about the fact that it's tougher to recruit. Boo-hoo. Go complain to somebody else. And by the way, when you complain about something, just because you say, and you know what, I'm not complaining, but means you're complaining about something. I love you, but... 
Well, here's the thing. This is like a larger type deal now where if you don't embrace something 100%, depending on what what you say, you're thought to be against it 100%. That's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, but he's been one of the most vocal detractors of all these rule changers, and you know it. He said it. I'll try to grab the audio where he's like, I'm for players getting paid. I'm for that. Okay, Brian, and then he goes on to detail how it's too challenging. Brian, Brian, hang on, hang on. You know that if he said that he wasn't, then he wouldn't be able to recruit anymore. So why would Lane Kiffin ever be honest about his true feelings about this? That, he, that I agree with. These guys are never honest at, at, at first blush. They always hide something. They always have a motive. Here's another quote that I let you guys debate because I do think this adds an interesting caveat. And again, this is directly from Lane Kiffin's interview that we're dissecting. And you've got dynamics in the locker room. These players talk. They know what players get paid. You've got dynamics around the country. Oh, I've been here. I made these plays, and that guy just got here, and he's going to make more money than me. Again, that's not a good setup. I'll let either of you take this. The way that I view this is, like you yeah, guys, I, I agree that that can be a little awkward sometimes. And this I, is just yes, another dynamic. Of course, there are numerous things as far as challenges that it creates. I, I don't understand why you guys are against a coach saying, "Yeah, it leads to some challenges." I'm not against. I'm not against it at all. I, I just oh, think no, no, Lane likes to be either. in the center of of this firestorm. He likes the attention. Look, I I think we're we're. I, I mean, we're not even really arguing. We're just all stating our opinions. Sure. You believe, Brian, that Lane Kiffin is just outlying, outlining some of the challenges of the day. I'm simply stating I love that it's harder for him to do his job because for years this system, and Lane specifically being a head coach in this system, has taken advantage of free labor on the campuses that he coaches at, and he's made – tens of millions of dollars over the course of his career. And just because his job's a teeny tiny bit tougher to keep together a roster, recruit, and to make sure he retains the players that he recruits, the fact that he's complaining about it, I love it. I love it. I think I'm actually Good. siding with Rich on this one. I know this sounds crazy, but I'm, I think I'm on Rich's corner. I was saying, please do not cut that up and make a sound about <laughs> that. That's outrageous. I, I, like, because I, well, Brian, but, I, I but really he just like said, what you said about the absolute part. Like, can't just, do because, it. just because Lane's coming out and saying he doesn't like it doesn't mean he's not 100% against it. I, I agree yeah. with that. I, I don't think if you ask Lane to a man, 100% these kids should not get paid a dime. I don't think he's going to say, yeah, I agree. They shouldn't get paid a dime. I, I do think there's a middle ground there. But – College football is not supposed to be sport. Winning in sports, getting to the top of the mountain is not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be a struggle. So for that being the, the, the case now that it's harder, that doesn't bother me that it's harder. I think Lane just has to adjust and maybe that's the approach he should have taken in the interview. But again, Lane doesn't care about how he view, how he's viewed. But that's just what it turns into. You guys take it and run with it. As if he's saying something he's not saying. If you are cool with him having challenges, okay, I get that. But you're reacting as if he's saying, don't pay the players, don't have a transfer No, I'm not saying that. Oh, no, I think you're you're misinterpreting what I'm saying or mishearing what uh, Jared and and I'm saying. I I don't – the point (laughs) – this is going to sound really – I don't care – 
<laughs> like I, I honestly, yeah. I don't care if Lane Kiffin likes it or not. I mean, it really does. But I do know this: I personally like it when I find out that college coaches don't like the new rules. I, I, when I find out that guys who have taken advantage okay. of this system for their own gain. You know what I compare it to? Okay. It's like the defensive backs being upset that the PI rules are tough. Yeah, that, it, that's just the game. Yeah. You have to adapt. I, what, I, what, what if, what would you guys say to another situation? Because you're hung up on the backdrop of how it used to be in college football, Rich. And I hear you on that. Because you couldn't transfer schools without sitting out an entire year unless you went from like an FBS school to an FCS I think the pay school. for play is like here, here's a follow me, on rules, follow me. so uh, imagine it's something else uh, let's take the NBA and Lane this was one of his examples where there are no contracts LeBron could just switch teams he could enter the transfer portal or anybody else could and then you get an NBA coach that's complaining about that like what would be your reaction then what if it's the NFL there are no contracts. We have transfer portal like twice a year. And the most prominent, Patrick Mahomes just switched teams. He entered the transfer portal. And Andy Reid says something like, man, this makes things a lot more difficult. What's your reaction then? Well, listen, here, here's the, the crazy thing about me is I don't think anybody – now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that, that people can get taken advantage of in partnerships, but it's a lot harder. And the NBA, the NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, the NHL even, they're all technically partnerships because the players formed a union. And now that union has to negotiate with the NFL owners or the NBA owners or governors or the NHL owners, MLB owners, to come up with what is fair between both sides. The difference is in college football, in college sports, there is no partnership. And there's never been. Now, the law steps in the way sometimes based on abuses that may have been argued and and then legal precedent is set. Or the rules may change by the governing body, the NCAA. But they're not meeting with executive directors or heads of a player's coalition or union to come up with these rules. So when we're discussing the difference between quote-unquote professional sports and college athletics it's apples and oranges because we're not talking about uh, we're not talking about a partnership so i have a hard time it's a bridge too far for me to make that comparison but i will say this when you hear people souring on the new rules because it feels too player friendly I have to factor in the backdrop of the literal 100-plus years of college football that we've witnessed where players were getting taken advantage of, and then the decades recently where coaches became millionaires off the work of players while players were getting their college education paid for. Okay, I got to say this real fast. We got to run. I think – History is clouding your judgment on this one. Oh, not that, at all. That's what I think. It is makes happening. me very happy to hear no, Lane Kiffin complain. I know you. About this, I know it. And does. it'll always. But and, that's and the thing the way, is, my if, judgment if this is was different. If we had like again NBA, NFL, like it's just the same thing. It's the it's same setup as a transfer portal twice a year. It's a partnership you've got all this movement, the all the, the players. If you've got all this stuff, and you hear a coach saying, "Man, it makes life a lot more difficult," I think you'd be saying, "Yeah, I get it." But because of the backdrop 
of players not being able to transfer in college football. Your position now is good. Cry me a river, Lane Kiffin. I think the history is clouding your judgment no, on this one. I do. I don't at all. In fact, I think you're actually right. I didn't hear your point before. I think you're actually right. Because it is a partnership between those leagues and those players, I probably would have an easier time hearing a coach's complaint because I would say, hey, if you don't like it, talk to your owner and then have him go to the bargaining table with the players and give up something on your side so that you get whatever it is you're looking for. Whereas in this debate, Brian, with college athletes, they don't have a union. They don't have somebody they can go to to complain. All they have is a potential future, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't, labor strike, and that's exactly the reason why these rules changed. It's because all of a sudden there were player coalitions coming together talking about the abuses at the college athletics level, and in in order to avoid that, they started loosening the belt on some of the name, image, and likeness and some of the transfer portal rules. This way the players didn't use unionize. They were throwing breadcrumbs to the geese. The geese got fat, and now the coaches are complaining? It seems a little silly to me. Okay. Uh, we got to run. We're going to be on opposite sides on this one. That's okay. We'll unify at some other stage. He is, uh, he is Rich Orenberger, Penn State All-American. <laughs> Head of uh, the Jared Smith Union here. <laughs> A.K.A. Mills Lane with us here, FSR <laughs> betting analyst. I'm Brian No, Coming up next, the most underrated player in the league uh, interesting opinion around the corner. It is Fox Sports Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Stay in your lane. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It is Fox Sports Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. And Fox Sports Radio has teamed up with TireRack.com to give away a set of four brand new tires valued at up to $1,500. That's every two weeks this summer. Three lucky listeners will receive a set of four tires plus installation, taxes, and fees valued at up to $1,500. It's the summer of Tire Rack sweepstakes. Enter daily at foxsportsradio.com to increase your chances to win. Yes, you can register to win every single day to improve your chances. A winner will be selected every two weeks between now and August 27th. 
for a set of four brand new tires to enter and get rules. Visit FoxSportsRadio.com, sponsored by TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So, Kirk Cousins, Vikings quarterback. He has a thought on the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. He says, Jimmy G. Hmm. He's going with Jimmy Garoppolo as the most underrated guy. Now, here's the thing. You got to start with this. You got to start with the mainstream opinion of any player. What's the mainstream opinion? And then go from there. Is it too low? Right? Like, it's just, ah, oh, Jimmy G stinks. And it should be higher? Okay. If it's glowing and it's, right. So start off with the mainstream opinion. What's the mainstream opinion of Jimmy G? It's pretty low. What's the mainstream opinion of Kirk Cousins? It's lower. It's worse. And the production <laughs> is barrel. way higher. Kirk Cousins is actually by far the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. But it's so difficult to say me. <laughs> you know what I sure. mean? Like, <laughs> I like. Kirk's I mean, such a humble guy. Yeah. If 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 somebody is asking you a question like who's the best or or who's the the most underrated, and you answer yourself, all of a sudden people start going, "Boy, this guy." Yeah. I mean, holy cow! You know, like so. I I think that he's in the debate for sure. I think he makes an, a strong argument, and, and or I, sh- I shouldn't even say, I don't know how he argued it, but pointing out that Jimmy Garoppolo is underrated, I think is fair. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, look, he gets painted with a, a very different um, picture than I think is, is actually the case. Now, if anybody wants to talk about his availability or his fragility or his injury proneness, by all means, I mean, you know, there's no question about it throughout the course of his career he's been hurt a lot but in terms of winning and and essentially he's been he's been blessed with some of the teams he's played for New England during a a big time winning window and the San Francisco 49ers you know he was handed the keys to a Ferrari there I, I mean there's there's no doubt he's been in good circumstances with good coaches but he's a winner uh, and and winning accounts for a lot in this league. He, you know, he's made it to a Super Bowl. Uh, he's made it to m- now two NFC Championship games. Like Jimmy Garoppolo's got got a resume to him. Yeah, he's forty and seventeen in his career, guys. I mean, and and I know that career stretches a long list of seasons, right? 40 and 17 that's 57 games that should be four seasons worth of data it's it's like eight but you can't argue with with that record and and Kirk makes a very like I I love and that was the one thing about quarterback that I really enjoyed I, I really I really changed the way that I feel about Kirk Cousins after watching that show um, he gets a really bad rap, and, and I think he is one of the toughest workers and one of the most underrated guys in this league because of how unselfish he is, and the position that he plays is a very selfish position. And I think for him to be as good of a dude as he is, I know it doesn't matter in terms of wins and losses, but as good of a dude as he is, to be a very underrated player in the NFL. Now, he gets paid a lot, and I know that makes it hard to be underrated. But for him to pass off that moniker to Jimmy, and, and, and Jimmy's underrated in his own way, I, I think it's really hard to judge players that don't play enough. It's the, 
that that's why when I'm looking at stats, especially in baseball, this matters a lot. You have to put a minimum qualifier on any statistical filter that I use because some guys, they're great, but they play for five games. I want to see what the full sample tells me. I think that is still undecided on Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I would put an incomplete next to his grade because we just we haven't seen the full picture yet. Kirk we have, and man, I it, really, really underrated guy. Makes really tough throws. Not the most athletic quarterback in the league. Relies on his footwork and his timing and his ability to be on par, on, on the same page as receivers. So I, I would agree. I, I would say Kirk is at the top of that list because the narrative on Kirk Cousins, oh. maybe it changes after what we just saw. But, man, it has never been that. It has never been lower. This is not the easiest thing to hear because there's some wind. And, but this is Cameron Jordan of the Saints. This was during the offseason. And they're doing this sort of like pass rushing summit. And so he just all of a sudden just talked trash about Kirk Cousins. So it's a portion of what Cameron Jordan had to say. A fast right decision, you're a winner. And a slow right decision, get your ass on the bench. Because there's somebody out here that's going to be moving at a different speed. Slow right decisions, we love them. We call them Kirk Cousins. Where did that come from? He's talking about just playing fast. You got to play fast. Just make a a fast decision, whether it's right or wrong. Doesn't play fast. Yeah, and he's like Kirk Cousins. Look, man, Kirk puts up numbers. I don't care what anybody says. Kirk Cousins has put up some numbers in this league, and his reputation is in the toilet. And I don't think those two things match up. I don't think they sync up. I'm not telling you he's top five. I'm not telling you he's the best. But he's way better than his reputation is. He's the anti-Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's reputation is way better than it should be. He's had one sensational season. One, he can't do anything in the postseason. He can't stay healthy. Kirk Cousins, his reputation is in the toilet. And that dude is available and puts up numbers every single year. Well, yes, but also can't get anything done in the postseason. Um, I can't will, do that, but has no defense. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I mean, listen. Yeah, I don't blame that postseason loss on him at all. And well, no. And Lamar Jackson, by the way, had a great defense. <laughs> so and, can't and still win. couldn't win in the and postseason. still couldn't win. So I mean, look, the the you deal. Put, the, you put Kirk Cousins on that Ravens defense that year; they're winning a postseason well, game. Well, yeah. I, and and let's let's put this let's put the, all this together. What he's saying in like football ease is basically. Kirk Cousins is really good when his first option is open, when his second option is open. But when he has to read a full defense and he has to get to his third and his fourth read, that's what he's saying is when, you, when you're when you taking your time at quarterback, it gives a pass rusher time to get to you. And so Tom Brady, the reason why he's elite, Drew Brees especially in terms of getting the ball out, the reason why he's elite – these are guys who can see the whole picture and get the ball to, you know, they, they know they don't need, they don't even look at the first option. It's taken away by the shell of the defense. So we're going to the second option, the third option, balls out in .3 seconds. The pass rush never can get home. That's what Cam Jordan is saying is there's certain quarterbacks who sit back there and they pat the football and they go through their reads and they finally find who they want to throw the football to. Oop, strip sack. Like, that's what he's saying about Kirk Cousins, and that's why he took that shot. Lamar Jackson, the reason why he gets more credit with pass rushers especially is because he's evasive. Now, Kirk, he, by the way, not doing a great job reading defenses either, but when Lamar Jackson's looking at a defense and his first option isn't open, his second option isn't open, that little timer goes off in his head, and he runs with the football and nobody can touch him. 
So that's the big difference between a Kirk Cousins in terms of from from just that standpoint of a pass rusher and the and and you know, a guy like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson in certain camps is going to get a lot more respect, and there's no question in my mind, like Cam Jordan would be one of those guys who'd be like, oh, no, no, no. If you're going to compare Kirk and Lamar, Lamar's better every single day. So here's where I put It's not about who's better. It's about whose reputation is what, and does it match the reality? Yeah. That's all. I'm not telling you. Oh, no, I'm I'm saying through the eyes of a pass rusher. Sure. You know, I mean, and so – and, and, I mean, in terms of reputation, yeah, you're right. I mean, there are certain guys who are the flavor of the month, certain guys who just get a little bit more of a pass than other guys. And I think in Kirk Cousins' life, I, I don't think he's gotten enough credit for what he's done as a football player. But at the same token, when you talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, the one thing you can say about Jimmy is he's a winner. We have not always been able to say that. About yeah. Kirk Cousins, He's especially in primetime games. The sporting cast is night and day better. They're winning games with Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo impresses me not at all. I'm going to push back on Cameron cabinet. Jordan's take here. I, I just looked up time to throw rates last year. And Kirk Cousins is in the top ten. Like, he's on the same page as the, the, the Trevor Lawrence's, the Joe Burrow's. Now, Tom Brady's in a class of his own. Tom Brady's time to throw rate is insane. It's 2.3 seconds. That's absurd. Everyone else is kind of in the two-and-a-half-second range that's in the top ten. Kirk Cousins is 2.6 seconds. Like, I, I just I, – I don't see the data that backs up Cameron Jordan's point that Kirk Cousins is slow. Like, maybe right. foot speed slow, right. sure. We're, we're, right. we're talking about averages, though. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, well, that's all we can really go no, off no. of here is well, the but, average. But, right? but, you t- but you turn on the tape and, you know, look, I mean, he's working with obviously – offensive coordinators who are going to script plays that he's comfortable with and things like that. But all it takes one per half, you know, one really bad decision, one really bad slow read or one one moment where you're spending way too much time in the pocket where, you know, you could obviously end up sacrificing a play that's going to change a game. Well, it, it happens so rarely with Tom Brady. It happens a lot more often with guys like Kirk Cousins, frankly, guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, too. You know who yeah, makes Garoppolo's time to throw rate is 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 really really high. Yeah. He is one of the ones that is takes way down on the list. Yeah. You know who else makes really quick decisions? That would be our guy Isaac Lowenkron. You know, do I start with Messi? Do do I do I start with an MLB score? Decisions made at rapid fire pace. Ilo with the again? latest here. <laughs> Messi. Uh, <laughs> Women's World Cup. Um, sack. The open. Sack, yes, sack. <laughs> Strip sack, fumble. The, the team, the defense is already in the end zone with the ball. Hello. Yeah, they've already been, uh, and they've already been flagged 15 yards for excessive <laughs> celebration while I made a contribution to Rich Wernberger's tear-stained biscuits. They're now stained with my tears. We're going to start with Team USA at the Women's World Cup because on Saturday they won their opening match over Vietnam 3 to nothing. Sophia Smith scored a pair of goals. Team captain Lindsey Horan scored the other one. On Friday night, 
Lionel Messi made his Major League Soccer debut for Inter-Miami in front of a star-studded crowd. They were tied at one Inter-Miami and Cruz Azul of Mexico in a League's Cup match in second-half stoppage time with Messi poised over the ball for a free kick on Apple TV. Here it is. Messi! Four two one Inter Miami victory. Golf round three in full swing at the Open at Royal Liverpool. American Brian Harmon still has the lead. However, he has lost three shots off of his lead today. He is at eight under par overall. He is two over through four holes of the third round, having bogeyed the second and third holes. Tommy Fleetwood is two shots back tied for second place at six under par overall today. He is one under through four, but John Rahm has already completed a magnificent round three. He shot an eight under par 63, his best round ever at a major, his lowest score ever as a major, so he is now two shots off the lead as today. John Rahm moved a whopping 37 spots up the leaderboard from 39th place to a tie for second place. Fellas, all yours. Man, I immediately think we always talk about in-game betting like in tournament betting for oh, golf. golf live betting is elite Brian man done it strong recommend Woo! <laughs> I've never Rom at that. 39th if you got in at the right time and probably could have gotten second. 50 50 to one this morning on him somewhere in that range wow. what, I, what I would guess so right now he's nine to one um actually I take that back he's seven to one now because Brian Harmon is just uh he is. He looks like me out there, just hacking away. Um, Tommy Fleetwood looks good too. I, I think it's going to come down to Rom Fleetwood. I put Cameron Young and Victor Hovland and Rory as the other games. I think it's going to be one of those five guys: Rory, Hovland, Cam Young, Fleetwood, or Rom. One of those five guys is going to win it. Hey, it's Fox Sports Saturday here on Fox Sports Radio. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right, everything you earned doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. We've got Rich Ornberger with us, Mr. Penn State All-American. We've got Jared Smith, Mr. FSR betting analyst. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, the trendiest NFL bet and our bets today. Maybe you make a little bit of loot in both. We'll see. It is Fox Sports Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Here it is. Messi! It is Fox Sports Saturday, live from the TireRack.com studios here on Fox Sports Radio. That was the progressive play of the day, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Of course, Messi with the goal, compliments of Apple TV, Scores the game winner in his MLS debut. I actually thought the uh, progressive play of the day might be Lane Kiffin to troll you, Rich. First off, I've always <laughs> said I think it's phenomenal that players get a chance to get paid. I think oh, it's phenomenal. Boy. Players get paid. The That's knockout blow by Brian. Side. No, don't oh. lose Lane, sight of Lane, that. Lane, 
Call in the fight. Well, hang Call on. in the fight. Hang uh-huh. on. Hang on. Can we bring back Rob Parker's promo where he was responding to Lane Kiffin calling this a disaster? That was a that really good – that was legalizing good on that promo cheating too. because I'm pretty sure he also said that. But that's the thing about Lane. He is all over the map with these takes, and I think – Part of it is just how he's feeling that day. What just happened to him yesterday? Did he just get screwed over by some kid that, that switched sides? And I just think he really well, likes the yeah, discourse. L- l- how Listen. about this? Let history reflect that um, Brian knows siding with Lane Kiffin. Hey, <laughs> Good I, on you, pal. Yeah, it brings up challenges. Yeah. Sorry, he's right. I'll be right with Lane. And that's the thing is what once was cheating – has now been legalized. The He's company factually keep, correct. He the is company correct you keep. All right, we got to thank the crew over here. Props to the crew. We've got Bo Benson, our trusted producer. <laughs> Iowa Sam doing a great job. Technical producer. I low on the updates. Mr. Isaac Lowenkron. Coming up, top of the hour. Up on game. LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushman's out of Plexico Burris. You're in great, great hands with them. How about this before our bets? The trendiest NFL bet right now on BetMGM. Almost 40% of the money is on this team to win the most games in the upcoming season. Who do you think it is? It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Doesn't surprise me at all. You got the Jags winning the most games. Like, here's the thing. Hmm. This is what cracks no, me up. I would up. make the bet. It just doesn't surprise me that that's the most popular. No, I hear, I hear you. I hear you. But what cracks me up, Jared, you'll love this. There are some people that, like the professionals, the sharps, they'll say, oh, no, no. No, stay away from parlays. Stay away. Stay far away. And then with futures betting, it's like, yeah, take Jacksonville. You're getting great, great value on that. You can get them at 16 to 1. It's like, I don't care if they're 72 to 1. If they don't end up with the most wins, you lose your freaking bet. Like, they're not going to win the most games. Sorry. I, I get that some people are behind them. They're not going to go from 9 and 8 to 14 or 13 wins, whatever it takes to, to be the, the, the team Jack on start top. 6 and 0. No shaking in his boots. <laughs> on their way to the 72 Dolphins record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's far the too much team Jags in the history love. of the state of Florida. Far too much Jags love right now. Way too much. Wait, uh, Trevor Lawrence, big step forward last season. But they're a 9-8 and eight team duking it out with Joshua Dobbs and the Titans to get into the playoffs at the end there. Like, I, mm. I don't see the most wins at all from Jacksonville. But it's not about that. It's about us. So, Jared, what are you thinking today, man? What are your bets? Well, I've been cursed with the nerfy uh, bug the last few weeks, and I'm going to switch sides today because I'm going to be like Lane Kiffin and just be on both sides of the argument. Um, we're going to go yes run first inning. <laughs> Dodgers-Rangers. Good game there. Good good game last night. Good series there in Texas. Two first-place teams. Um, speaking of two first-place teams, Braves-Brewers. Got a rookie. Alan Winnens making his first-ever appearance in the majors today on the road against the Brewers, who lost last night. And Atlanta's got a red-hot offense, too, facing Adrian Hauser. So, yes, run first inning. Dodgers-Rangers, Braves-Brewers. Good luck. All right. Um, I'm going to take the Detroit tigers San Diego Padres under on total runs again today. <laughs> the old reliable. L- old reliable. Now, listen, this was like Lane Kiffin described yeah. college yeah. football. Yeah, world. I'm off the hook. It I'm was, off the hook. Could be over in both games last Saturday. It was like cheating. It was like che- <laughs> Now, I will say this, though. It's no longer like cheating. I'm batting 600 because I've whiffed twice. This is a last-ditch effort. I'm taking the under 10 total runs this afternoon in Detroit. 
Okay, this is a little reckless, possibly. I'm going to take the Yankees on the run line. They're wow. not going to let them out of the Bronx if they don't beat the, the Royals again. Garrett Cole on the mound. I've got the Yanks winning by at least two runs today. Let's Hopefully, you make plenty of bank. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 